were looking for career advice from a career coach, and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army. You'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right. Hey, welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Hey, if you don't know us, we are Tim and Christina Madden, and we help those targeting six figures or multiple six figures land jobs quickly, right? Start a new role, right? The best way possible. And hey, position you to develop in the ranks depending on, right, what your career aspirations are. So, hey, we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network on Facebook. Check us out. 9,000 directors, VPs, and executives from across the world there. Hey, if you're watching live in the ECN, let us know below because we are streaming to Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And hey, after we're done, we upload it everywhere on the internet. So you could be checking us out on iTunes or Spotify right now. Do us a favor. Hey, leave us a review. It could help, right? Especially this topic. I know so many people struggle with it. This could be exactly what your friend, family member, uh, business associate needs to truly have a career breakthrough. So we're super excited. So, hey, before we get started, there is a couple things. Number one, we have been away for two weeks. So if you're listening in now on iTunes saying, where have the episodes been? Hey, there was a massive Hurricane Ian rolled through. I still serve as a member of the um, Florida National Guard, along with some of our staff at ECU. So we got mobilized with 24 hours notice and had to spend a couple weeks supporting um, Florida. Um, Christina, anything you want to say about the hurricane? Number one, hey, I'm glad to be back. So I'm glad that's all done. Any any comments on that before we get started, Christina? Hey, hearts and you know prayers go out to any um, family that had stuff that was, you know, um, lots of, we, we were in the eye here, right? So there was a lot of freaking damage, right? Town kind of unrecognizable people lost their homes too. Um, so. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad to be amongst the land of electricity, water, and Wi-Fi. Um, definitely my heart goes out to the Fort Myers area. I lived there for a significant amount of time. I know that area is just wiped out. You guys are in the trenches. Um, we're definitely praying for you. And yeah, we're just watching our city rebuild at such a fast rate. It's absolutely mind-blowing. So shout out to all of our leaders and people out there serving at a really high level. It's really amazing to see. And I'm just glad we're okay. Our family took like, no, I mean, we, we're, we're perfectly fine. So uh, yeah, I'm just glad to be back, back serving our clients and being involved. I was really excited for today. Excellent. Hey, also, before we left, it was Christina and our son Riker's birthday, which we had so much fun right before the hurricane. And also, hey, if you know the 75 hard program, I just completed it. So, hey, for 75 days, here's what I had to do. Drink a gallon of water a day. Work out twice for 45 minutes each time. One had to be outside. No alcohol. Only clean eating. Reading a bunch of books. I'm probably missing stuff, but it's a... It's a tremendous, what's that? 
So it's progress, progress picture, gallon a day, oh. mm -hmm. your two workouts, uh, 10 pages and, uh, well, now I'm now I messed it up, but we got most of it. But hey, going through it, and I'm gonna you know talk about this. Um, well, we'll get to that in a sec. Wait, can I, just, this... can I just shout you out for a second? Because sure. I got pretty, I got pretty far in 75 hard, and I know a lot of people who have done currently doing and plan to do 75 hard. And most people, not all, but most people lean on that second workout being just a walk, yoga, stretching. That's what I did. Not your boy Tim Madden here. Not your boy Tim Madden. He went hard both workouts, and I've never seen anything like it. Now I just like I give up. I'm not going to do 75. Hours. So uh, Raquel, if you're on here, um, our oh, VP yeah, she's in phase one now. I don't so know our, our VP of marketing, Raquel, and our other um, awesome part of our enrollment team, Derek, um, completed it with us. So shout out to them. So sorry about that. No, I mean Raquel's in phase one now. She's pretty neat. Yeah. In phase yeah, next phase. Well, that, which that means that whole list Tim was talking about and a cold shower. And guess what she added on her power list? A third workout to her day. Wow. That is 15, 15 minutes, but she's going hard. She's going hard. That is wild. So, hey, real, real quick before we get into today's topic, because I think this will help you out. Um, it's not a fitness challenge, right? It's a it's, it's a challenge on mental toughness because what I want to do is we, we talk about how to manage your time effectively on this podcast all the time because if you're listening to this, you're a busy professional, right? You probably have a family. You're, you're probably you know married or have a significant other and you have limited time, right? So how can we still progress, grow, right? As human beings in our career, right? In our personal life as well when we have limited time. The glory of this exercise or this challenge, right? The 75 hard, which by the way, you can go to 75hard.com and just check it all out is really about managing your, your time effectively and keeping promises to yourself. And the reason I wanted to say this is I just heard a recent really good quote from Ed Milet. So if you're struggling with self-confidence right now, even in your career, am I worth this? Should I move? Am I going to get accepted? Let me tell you where self-confidence really starts. Okay. It starts with keeping the promises to yourself. So don't worry about all the advanced stuff about how to develop confidence. Keep promises to yourself. When you say you're going to do something, when you say, I'm going to go work out, or I'm not going to drink alcohol for three days, or I'm going to do learn something, right? No matter what it is, keep that promise to yourself. Because if you can't keep that promise to yourself, it's going to be very difficult for you to ever, you know, have lots of self-confidence okay so remember keep those promises to yourself um and if you guys have ever read the com the compound effect like listen once you wake up in the morning once you keep one promise to yourself you're going to roll into the next promise and the next promise and there tends to be a lot of momentum uh with that whether it's working out or just getting dressed up for the day. Like I talked to a client today and one of the things she said is I'm going to get up and I'm going to put makeup on no matter what. I'm going to get dressed, be ready for the day. That's a promise. And like, once you do that, you have your makeup on, like you're good to go. You're probably going to roll in right to the next thing. So it's really important. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to go over real quick is your time, right? Me and Christina are obviously tremendously busy people. And I remember before I started 75 hard, she was like, when we did it last year, right? which by the way, we made it to like day 60 and then Christina got COVID, son got COVID, the world went crazy, right? But we, we look back and Christina was like, how did we have so much time? 
how did we commit to two workouts a day, which was like two hours and read and do this? Well, here's and the we, thing. And we took our son with us. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You just have to do it. That's my advice for you. If you're struggling with time management, if you have stuff, you just have to protect your time. And when you don't protect your time, you lose it all to a bunch of BS that really doesn't matter, really doesn't serve you. Um, so, well, you know, with Raquel coming out of 75 hard, one of the things she, the reason she went into phase one was she felt like she lost that structure. She felt a little bit yeah. lost. She likes, she likes that being locked into that, you know, um, way of forcing yourself to be in control of your time. So, I mean, it's, it's a great Yeah. Last thing. Um, hey, we got, me and Christina got a huge award, which I meant to bring it today. Hey, so, you know, we what? like to keep you with everything we're doing. Hey, we got an award from ClickFunnels. If you don't know that software, it's basically a marketing award for basically us doing just one of the best jobs you possibly can in marketing. Uh, in the United States. So we were awarded that. We're going to be going on stage next year in front of 5,000 people accepting it. So um, it's something we're really proud of. Lots of people worked hard for it. And um, we're just, uh, you know, great. And to be shout, out to, shout out to all of our followers and amazing clients and fans, if you will, for hanging out in our funnels and being part of this robust marketing system and supporting us for sure. Like that's, we wouldn't get there without you guys. Excellent. Last thing before we get started, okay? There is a new podcast coming and a new event coming very soon. So I know on this one, we talk a lot about career, but <coughs> we're going to have another one coming soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'll, I'll give you more details on it soon. The next thing is we are holding a live event. The live event's going to be November 1st. We do not have have a page up yet. I will get a page, but if you want to reserve your spot, you can email me at tim at execupgrades.com. Here is what has happened over so many years. So many years we've helped so many people elevate their careers, find a new job quickly, find more purpose, right? Um, inside corporate America. But what we're finding is lots of those professionals have thought about starting a side hustle. Right. We're meeting and it's becoming more prominent in 2022 to do some type of a side hustle. So if you were a finance professional, tech, sales, etc., who has extra time, okay, and wants to do maybe a business consultancy on the side or do it, been considering it full time, because let's be honest, if you're listening to this podcast, who is more qualified than you to provide paid advice to other companies in whatever function you specialize in? So we're holding a live event on 11-1, two Tuesdays from now, where I'm going to show you how do, how do you do all this, right? How do you get a contract together? How do you get leads? How do you structure the business? How, how do you do this so you can bring in another, you know, one to $5,000 a month and um, still work your corporate job? Or if you've had entrepreneurial, um, you, you know, vision, for the past five years talking about, I've always wanted to start my business. And I don't know how, Hey, this is going to be a live free event for you to show you how we've done this now three times in all different industries. Um, well, let's, let's face it. Making money online now is a necessity. Okay. Well, it doesn't take much more than a pandemic and a natural disaster to really 
make that abundantly clear that everybody needs options and choices in their life. And we've never lived in a time where that's like more accessible than ever, uh, especially for consultants and people with an entrepreneurial spirit. You don't even have, you don't have to be an entrepreneur and take on a ton of, um, you know, business responsibility to, to create this in your life. And it can definitely be a creative outlet as well. So that's going to be super fun. Excellent. Last thing is, I know I yeah, this is like the longest intro we've ever done. I promise we're going to get to our topic. I promise. We've been out for a couple of weeks. We needed to keep you updated. All right. Hey, nope. That's everything, Christina. As always, before we get started now, okay. if you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast, schedule a call with our team so we can learn about, hey, what are you targeting? What have you tried that hasn't worked? right? How quickly do you want to get there? And we can develop a game plan to help accelerate your career. So let's get started with where everyone struggles the most, mm -hmm. right? How do I know what I'm targeting? So today's episode, episode 56, pick an industry, not a job. So we've been fortunate to work with thousands of people at the highest of levels, whether they're targeting their first six figure job or targeting those coveted seven figure opportunities. We've had people go from the industries, logistics to virtual reality. So we had a supply chain executive last year who came through our program, become a COO for an artificial intelligence company. She would have never, ever thought about working there. We've had people in accounting companies <laughs> move to be the CFO of self-driving vehicle organizations. And we've had business consultants to tech startups, right? There's so many opportunities out there. And me and Christina were just talking because she saw, uh, we're going to talk about it um, briefly too, 100 like best places to work based on culture um, in an article. She was saying, wow, I've never even heard of a lot of these companies. Please, please follow me for a sec. There are 5,000 companies in America that make north of $100 million in revenue per year that I guarantee you haven't heard of, you know, the majority of them. Okay. There's so much opportunity in the workforce right now, but Christina, and maybe we can start here, Christina, people get caught up all the time, right? That they apply for one job, they get rejected and they think like no one's hiring. It's never going to happen for me. I can't do anything different. I can't change. So before we give tactics and strategies to actually like the steps to do it, why don't we just start off talking about like the fear everyone has? Yeah. So I would say like, you know, our most emotionally charged clients, if you will, and our most, our clients that are caught up in the most fear are the same clients that, you know, desire to greetings from Indy. Hello. Um, <laughs> are the clients that desire to pivot industries, right? And it's not that the tactics and strategies are any different. It's not that the job search is harder. It's that the belief isn't there that it's possible for them. It's the belief that, um, that, that they can't change or the fear just has them so paralyzed because, you know, guys, we, we, we like our comfort zone. We like to be all warm and cozy and fuzzy and change isn't exactly comfortable. So it's the fear of change and the lack of belief that it's even possible. Okay. So there's a lot of fear around pivoting industries. The second thing is, you know, when we talk to clients that first come into the program, um, the big question comes up like, Oh my God, what am I going to target? 
Mm-hmm. What am I going to target? And there's a lot of swirling questions. And we're, when we're in the vicious cycle of swirling questions, we can't make powerful choices. So this is why we're here today is to tell you to pick an industry based on what some of the information we're going to tell you instead of being so focused on the job. So you really have to think like an investor. Okay. You're looking for an ROI on yourself and the job, right? Do investors go around just looking for random businesses to invest their time and money in? No, they're looking for hot, places to put their money, hot um, industries to put their money, right? With with a massive ROI. So some of those industries right now, I'll just throw a few out there, uh, but tech, e-com, hospitality, and healthcare. Those are some hot, hot industries right now. And actually out of the, listen, this was a Newsweek article that Tim is uh, referring to, America's most loved workplaces. Uh, not that I'm a huge fan of Newsweek, but it was really interesting. Most of these companies are e-com, tech, hospitality, and healthcare, like I just said. Um, just to share with you guys, the number one company on this list is Dell technology and interesting fact, which is a little off topic, but it says one, uh, or excuse me, a majority of management jobs are filled internally at Dell. And we kind of got a good laugh at this. It was like, okay, we can warn everybody to stop banging their head on the wall applying to the job boards there. But what does this tell us? You have to have relationships and connections directly to the decision makers inside companies like Dell. They flat out said this, right? Newsweek. This is internal hire. Okay. This is going to be the future. It is the future. We are in the now of you have to know people to get in these really hot, exciting companies. Absolutely. Hey, no matter what you do, even in the military, right? Even active duty army and Marine Corps, where it's very competitive to get, promoted, et cetera. You can't tell me that it doesn't help knowing people up at that promotion board. You can't tell me that being connected to senior leaders is not going to impact your career. So for anyone says it's not fair, et cetera, it's the way it is. Okay. It is, it is the way it is. Okay. You have to develop relationships with people. That is the only way to put, you know, protect your career. But I want to circle back on what Christina just said, lack of belief. We could probably talk about this literally for the next eight hours. But but I want to tell you, when you don't, when you have that lack of belief, it's so difficult to do anything. Imagine this. Christina's never going to date me. Christina's never going to do this. Why would I even call her? (laughs) But the main thing is, imagine going on a run and then telling yourself, right? Oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do this. Imagine trying to run five miles saying, wow, this is hard. I'm not going to make it. It's going to be very difficult for you to get that run done, right? So remember, you can go out and get yours in the marketplace. The problem is people typically lack, you know, the know-how. So remember next time you're struggling on something, Hey, what information do I not know that I need to get so I don't feel this way? Because obviously there's a way because millions of people have done it. Okay. So these are the most important factors to consider. Christina made a special note saying growth director, growth trajectory at the current or the future company you're going to work at is more important than basically anything. But I just want to list out here. These are things to consider. When you're building your list of 
industries that I'm going to work for. Okay. So you're going to have to rank these income, career growth, potential job availability, core purpose and values of the organization, flexibility of work, right? Benefits or additional perks or working conditions and cultures, right? This is going to be the list that you need to determine as you're going through these other companies. Anything you want to add there, Christina? Hey, yeah, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up. You're lagging a little bit behind for me and it looks like we're frozen on Facebook. So sorry about that. Um, our faces look like we're frozen. So if you guys are hearing, uh, having trouble hearing us, sorry about that. But yeah, you again, it's just like an investor. You want to focus on the ROI and the growth trajectory of the company more so than that role. If you get your into, into your head so much about the role, you're going to miss so much opportunity. Um, and contrary to popular belief, passions are not found, they emerge. That's from an amazing book. If you haven't heard of it, The Startup of You uh, by Reid Hoffman, co-founder of LinkedIn, by the way, that's like a uh, onboarding non-negotiable with new team members. And I want all of our clients to be reading it wonderfully written. Um, but passions are not found, they emerge, right? So you don't even have to have it in your head. Like, you hear all these influencers and people saying, go look out your truest self and focus on your passions. And while some of that can ring true, um, we like to tell our clients, don't go looking for passion, right? Instead, go looking, for, go looking for a meaningful place to start cultivating your soft assets. Go find skills that will be high yield for others. Um, you know, not only will this give you a sense of purpose, mastery, but those passions that you're craving to find and will likely emerge organically because you're already working at something um, new, right? And even though your aspirations really shape what you do, you have to remember that those are shaped and reshaped over and over again with your experiences and how the world changes. And so if you stay in your comfort zone, you're robbing yourself of everything I just described, which is newfound passion, newfound aspirations and so much opportunity financially and otherwise while you're along for the ride. So you have to really sort of look up and remember to look out at the world as, a, as an opportunity because we're not just talking about looking at your small, just your city. We're talking about the country and a globe of opportunity. Um, and just keep in mind that the market is not like this abstract thing, right? It really truly consists of people that make decisions that affect you and whose needs you must serve. So sometimes you have to think of yourself as somebody who can be fluid and look at what the market needs and what problems need to be solved. And, you know, these revolutionary companies out there, they're having to come up with, with new solutions every day. Like Tim talks about, like this book talks about constantly on day one, constantly living in beta. If you are so tied to the thing that you've been doing for 20 years, because that's where it's safe. I'm here to tell you, you're, you, you might hit some roadblocks along the way here. Yeah. So our first piece of advice when we talk about, you know, targeting these industries is focus on the hot industries. Okay. We just gave you a couple. Now there's nothing wrong with throwing passion in here. So let me give you an example, right? Maybe you like playing video games. There are large organizations, there's Blizzard, there's, you know, eSports is really hot right now, right? We placed uh, a couple people over the years in eSports. It's about going to be about a 20 billion something dollar thing. But either way, hey, you have passion for video games. Maybe you want to target those types of companies. 
Maybe you want to go into tech. Maybe you want to go into e-com, right? So the first thing that you need to start thinking about is probably make a list on all the available industries that are available. So many people get confused. They're like, I'm not sure. So the best piece of advice I have for you is go over to that Inc. 5000 list, which is the fastest growing companies by industry, by state in the nation and say, hey, what are the industries available to me? Which ones are hot? Which ones are passion driven? Because, you know, to start something, you have to put pen to paper. Okay. Yeah, you can start in your mind, but hey, we have to start looking at stuff and writing things down. So go over to the Inc. 5000 list and look at, hey, what are the available industries? Do some research. Which ones were hot? We told you to e-com and technology seeing huge gains, right? Or maybe something passion driven. Again, don't focus on the job because let's be honest, no matter what you do, that job is at that organization. So what do we got here? We got project management professionals. Does any company not need those? Any company not need sales? Any company not need auto? No, every company needs these core pillars. Okay. So let's start to identify that list. Now, what this can act go ahead. I'm sorry. It, you know, when you're focused on hot companies too, remember guys, it's going to help you gain momentum with your personal brand, your relevancy and your legitimacy as well. So yeah. So sometimes just getting into that industry, which some people want to break through in, in tech, software sales type company, and sometimes they have problems, right? Maybe you can't go work at Oracle right away. Maybe you have to work for a company like Oracle on a smaller scale, work there for two years, and then go work at um, Oracle, okay? But remember, you know, and... It's crazy. We haven't talked about this before, Christina. So I want to make sure we don't overlook that is we talked about working at a hot company or a top company really is um, attractive on your resume. It is. If you've worked at Snapchat or Facebook or Oracle or IBM or these big Fortune 500 companies in uh, positions of notoriety, right, this is going to elevate your brand significantly. Any comments on that, Christina? Yeah, I mean, there's an example in the book um, that talks about, you know, with an industry that with a okay, let me let me rewind with an industry like Facebook, for example. Okay, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is alive and thriving, and we have Facebook and social networking is thriving, and we know that that's not going away right? You would want to focus more on that versus a company like maybe Kodak where print film is not like relevant anymore. This is just one example of many that was also in the book that I was just reading before this podcast. You would want to pivot and focus on social networking platforms. I mean, that would really increase your, your, your relevancy overall if you're working for a, an industry and a platform that's really thriving, very popular. I mean, we're on it all day long, guys. So if you work there, what does that, what does that say about you? If you work there, what does that say about you? Yeah. Also, I know we talked about fear a little bit, but we just want to circle back on that for a second as well, because the question we get all the time is when is it too late to really make a career pivot or to change industries? It is never too late. We have placed people that have worked in one industry for 40 years, go to something completely different. So I just want to let you know, 
it is absolutely 110% possible. Okay, we, we have worked our way down, right? We've developed a list of what's available potentially to us, okay? We've identified industries that we're not interested in, we are interested in, and hopefully we have picked a number one, okay? And hey, let me just tell you, I will give you permission to say if you're not sure on what to do, okay, let's just focus on technology and make it easy for you, okay? So Tim Madden said <laughs> you have, if you're not sure of any industry, just go to technology, you'll be fine. Okay. And Last thing is, hey, but how technology, go to e-com. <laughs> the other thing is you've identified the company, now what? Okay. Does your resume and LinkedIn profile actually speak to it? But just like Christina said, the goal of getting this done is going to be to get a hold of people that can actually hire you at these organizations to do research, to do informational interviews. If you want to know how, all you have to do is just start yelling really loud. Hey, Facebook. Hey, I want to work for you. That's really, hey, it's going to be through LinkedIn messages, through emails, etc. If I'm a product guy and I want to work at Facebook, I want to get a hold of as many directors or VP in product as I can. Let them know the value I can pr provide to their organization. Okay. It will always work 100% of the time. It works in the army where things aren't political. It works at Facebook. It works at every mid company. And it even works for people we hire at executive career upgrades. Okay. This is the new hiring standard for 2022. Build relationships with people that could potentially hire you. Do not play the resume game. Anything else you want to add, Christina? No, I just, it pains me when I hear somebody so stuck on the resume, but I know that there's so, there's very few places that your brain can go because all the rest of this job search is stuff you just don't know. You don't know how the job yeah. search works now. So, but Hey, doing something is better than doing nothing. And you have to start somewhere, right? This is when me and Christina kind of talk about career momentum. So, Hey, career momentum. Step one should be, Hey, let me develop the industries. Don't worry about interviewing. Don't worry about your resume. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. Hey, what are we generally targeting? What industry am I going to go after? Yeah, make the decision that you're going to face the fear and overcome the fear as well and that you're open to new industries. Maybe it's not even, oh, I'm going to go apply to companies in tech and I'm going to go research tech companies. Now, maybe it's not, maybe you're not even ready to say that yet, but be ready to say I'm making the decision to explore new and hot industries. Just make that decision. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some there's definitely something to be said about making that decision, choosing that new thought. As always, what's that? I'm saying it's, it's time for changes, guys. It is time for a change. Hey, so you have a couple options now. Number one, you can, you know, do everything on your own. Or number two, hey, if you are interested in targeting another industry, making a career move, you've been having some problems, you don't know how to start. Hey, go schedule a free career consult with us at execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Until next week. Hey, um, have a great week, everyone. We're glad to be back.